Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer with you tonight with my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome. How are we? Mate, I'm bloody good. It's always good beating the scum. Yes, it is. 12.880 to Carlton, 7.12.54 to the Vile. Um, Beautiful Friday night. Not the most, not the greatest game we've ever sat through, but the result, exactly what we needed. And silenced Essendon on their birthday party. We did. Um, I'm just going to, straight off the bat, we'll get straight into to Carlton. But before we do, they are definitely the worst team that I've seen us play this year. Yep. Other than North. And I, I was yeah, on it pretty fair. early. Um, and, and yeah, they just, they were terrible. Because I actually think we were pretty average tonight to yeah, be totally we honest we weren't great even from the get-go like, we i don't think we, we beat many teams in the comp with the way we played tonight no nah, we yeah i agree and, and, and look it is hard like statistically it is hard to win off the bye a lot of teams struggle with it so it's yeah just, you know it's good just to get that win under our belt you know without weedering you know not great conditions but well i tweeted it any win without weedering is a massive win yeah and tonight was massive you know you put the whole the whole game into perspective, right? You got no weedering. Cherry goes down real early. Another game where we have to use our sub in the first quarter. Nine times out of twelve this year, the sub's been activated for us. Crazy. Um, yeah. So you know, you go into the game without you know your maestro in weedering. Cherry goes down early. It's their one hundred and fiftieth birthday. Like if they're ever going to get up, it's going to be for this. And you know, to win the game, regardless of how it played out, just to get the W at the end of the night was. A massive result. And look, we've set our season up whereby we're in a position where, you know, well, you know, going into the night, we're eight and three. And you've just got to win these games. You know, these games are probably the most important because they're the games you have to win to bank your 12 and th- or 13 wins. I agree. And I think that we're in a position now, we've been dealt, you know, a treacherous injury, right? Like, we are it's all really... about timing, though. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so we're really scraping the barrel at the moment. And the way I see it, from where we've come from, if we can just keep riding the wave, you know, let's be honest, without weedering, we're, you know, our next three are hard. Richmond, Frio, St. Kilda. Yep. Without weedering, we probably might not win one of those. Like, we might win one, a great result to win two of them. Yep. But what I'm trying to say is, if we can just sort of pinch games and just make the eight, if we have all these guys back and if we're fully fit for the finals... We're going to be a team 
you know, to be... You might want to avoid. Yeah, to, to avoid. Because I think, you know, the good thing about all these injuries, and there's nothing good about an injury, but the good thing is that none of them are out for the year, apart from really McDonald. But it invites depth as well. Correct. And, you know, I think you're right about timing, you know. These guys, and look... Well, football you know, is all about timing. Touch wood. And, you know, we, we probably will inevitably have more injuries for the rest of the year. But as it stands, you know, these guys are due back, you know, within the next six to eight weeks. So we just need to keep winning and pinching games in the next six to eight. And then, you know, well, the next hope f- that the stars align. The next three are bang on 50-50s. They are. Let's, let's dissect yeah. the game and then we'll get to it. Just before we do, for those who haven't tuned in yet... We did a massive mid-season review with uh, the great man Terry Degani, the face behind Blue Abroad, as well as uh, John O'Baruch, uh, journalist from The Inner Sanctum. So two great men joining us to review the first half of the season. We reviewed every single player. We spoke about areas of improvement, areas of growth, um, best and fairest. We, there was heaps that we went through. So be sure to listen to that episode if you haven't yet. But, uh, Bolt, let's dissect the game. So, you mentioned the score. It was a great night for us on Essendon's 150th birthday, 12-8-80, downing the Bombers, 7-12-54. Uh, we'll start with the back line because we were severely undermanned tonight without weedering. We decided not to go with Kemp or Durden. We were rather brought in Marchbank. And we were both, you know, let's be honest, it was bloody awesome to see that he's back in the team. But going into it, we were both... A bit spectacle. Yeah, you know, I, you know? I definitely questioned it. I, I just think, you know, he had two or three quarters in the VFL after... What's not, the, not spectacle. What's a skeptic? Skeptical. Skeptical, yeah, yeah. sorry. You know, two or three quarters in the VFL after not playing in three years at AFL level, as in, for anyone, that's a big ask. And, and look, I think we probably felt we could get away with it because Essendon aren't that big forward you know they're would, also just really bad you no know, like would we've done that line. if we're playing Geelong would we've made that same move no they might have you know rushed the bigger Durden in yeah correct you know we got Richmond we got Richmond next week they they, they might they'll Marchbank will play next week but they might bring an additional in which yeah, I'm sure, sure they will but um, yeah as in Marchbank I thought was quite good so that's what I was going to say going into it I was really really nervous and just thought like you know He's played two games of VFL, one in which played 50% game time and the other one he got injured. So it's like, you know, why are you bringing this guy in? Like, surely it's risky, but credit where credit's due. I thought he was fantastic tonight. It it felt like a desperate move and it probably was because it's a pretty desperate situation back there. And look, I... You know... But it could also be the perfect game to ease him into because you look over the next three weeks... Well, yeah... Really He's hard gonna, to bring him into any of those games. Yeah, I know. I thought he was quite good. I've always knocked Marchbank for his one-on-one defending, and I think he was right on top of that tonight. No, I, I think agree. He, he played. You know, I never. I was thought, really impressed. I never thought Marchbank played, you know, the basics that well. I always thought he was a pretty good interceptor, but I thought as a def- as a pound-for-pound defender, I never really rated him. Yeah, but no, he played. He was good. He definitely proved that theory wrong tonight, and he's just got to keep going. But it was good to see him out there. Haven't you know? Haven't was, seen him in it, a while. It was great to see him out there, and I haven't got the the AFL stats pro haven't released it yet. But I'd love to see you know his one-on-one defensive um, efficiency and his spoils and all that because I think he, yeah, he had a really good night. So amazing, firstly, just to see him back out there but even better to see him put in a performance like that. Um, Lewis Young. Yeah. Really, really good as well. I've been hot on him, Bolt, the hot, like the last sort of month, because I think 
Those two games against North and Adelaide, that was really when he emerged onto the scene and he's carried that form and he was absolutely exceptional tonight. He held... Did Peter... I don't think he kicked a goal, Peter, right? Um, two metre? No, he didn't. Yep. So he's held two metre Peter, who's having a brilliant year, held him goalless. Um, yeah, I, I think Lewis Young and, you know, he's a similar play to Liam Jones, but I, I really do believe that if Liam Jones was playing for us this year... I don't think he'd be that much better than what Young has been. No, I, I think Young. You know what? Young's Young's playing really, really well because he's playing as, you know, when Weidering's in the team and Weidering wasn't tonight. But you know, he's just uh, all we ask from our defenders is get the basics right, and you'll look like a superstar. Young had eighteen disposals at a hundred percent efficiency. Nice again, the hundred. So he doesn't make errors, and I think that's the upgrade. Is and that we've got this yes, guy? Yes, that is where the upgrade is. He's hang on. He's also not. He's not just like not a bad kick. He is a beautiful kick of the ball. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. It's refreshing that he's slotted in so well. Seven marks, six rebound, fifties. He was mate, good. You know, we you know turned we turned Petrovsky Seedon into Young. Nick Austin, give yourself a pat on the back. That is just, that is marvellous business. I like the fact that he controlled the back half though as well. Yeah, well, this was the first game where he had to be the, the yeah. number one defender and he didn't look out of sorts. No, he rose I, to the occasion. I enjoyed Young's game. Um, Sadi. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, where do we begin? The Kmart Nick Hind. <laughs> now, it's, I shouldn't keep comparing how, him how, to Nick Hind. No, it's, no. Nick Hind is just... How do I say it? It's funny. We were sitting... The, the, I don't know if you noticed, the girls behind us tonight, they just got so excited when Hind got the ball. It was like, oh. yeah, we got to show you. We've got this guy who oh. got for free and he's better. Well, Nick Hind is... He's not a very good footballer. How long do you reckon they'll boost Saad for? I think it'll happen for the rest of his career. At 100%. It's just... They can't handle it. No, nah, they can't. They really can't. And they... It's funny... The most excited that Essendon fans got tonight in our area yeah. was when he got run down and going into goal and in they the fourth were five 50. goals down of like three minutes ago when it happened. And yeah. they they got up and roared. Oh, I liked it from Saad because he his him. eyes were only on the goals, yeah. and he knows if that ball went through for a goal, it would have just been like it would have been carnage. It would have been the ultimate shut up. <laughs> The ultimate take-home present on your birthday. Yeah. Um, but no, Saad was really, really good, though. He set the tone early, I thought. He's he's in all, he's having an All-Australian year. He is. He's at least in the 40. He's yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I don't have him in the team, but he's definitely in the 40 for me. Yeah, I, I think he's, so as he's well. He's having a great season. Um, yeah, no, look, he was... He his was, BNF, he's going to push for the BNF. I, and if you listen to the mid-season review, you'll hear our BNF top fives. I think I had him second or third. So I have him a bit... I've got him like six, fifth or six. Nah, he's been, mate, he has been awesome. I know, I agree. I, you, you know, I like, love Adam Saad. So was it the Gold Coast game he missed? Yeah. It was a horrible... Like, we missed him severely that yeah, day. Yeah, no, we look a bit lethargic without him. He's just such a good outlet. In Yeah, he's putting together a terrific season. I think Saad's a good example of, like, every single one of our really good players plays such an important role that when you're missing even just one of them you do lose out a lot. Like, it can't really be underestimated, you know. We lost that Gold Coast game without Saad. Every one of these players, every one of our top 10 players, you know, when they, and Kennedy last week against Collingwood, like, really missed Kennedy, I think, against Collingwood. Obviously, Weedering, but that goes without saying. Yeah. I just think that 
we can't underestimate how significant of a role our very best players play. Oh, and Saad's sure. one of them. For sure. Um, the back line, Nick Newman. I think this was his best game of the year. And look, he was... I thought he played his best game of the year against Collingwood the week before, but he's trumped that. He's in really good form, Newman. And you know what? I think Newman has seen that, you know, Williams isn't playing, but, you know, Stocker was coming back. There's Boyd in the reserves. He had to lift, basically. And Newman was always that player sitting on the fence. You know, he could go either way, but he's consolidated. He was brilliant again. You know, nearly 600 metres gained from Newman. He was clean. (laughs) He was so reliable. He took 10 marks. marks. Wow. 30 possessions. You know, it, it it was a night for Newman. It really was. Something that... I kept noticing, and you kept pointing it out, he really broke the middle of the ground open. Like, he was... That handball in the first quarter was exceptional, set up a goal, and just the way he sort of ran straight through the guts, and he was fierce, Bolt. Like, he was fierce tonight. He was very good. He was... Yeah, he's having a fantastic season, and tonight was really good. And he's one who's just, you know, it makes a difference that he's playing good footy. It's players like that, though, that are lifting in a better team as well. Correct. 100%. Uh, the rest of the back line tonight... Sam Doherty. Well, <laughs> the Doc. 33 and 9 marks for him. Just brushing off, you know, a couple, had couple 700 pieces of fluff meters on, the, gained. on the Australian jacket. 700 metres gained for Doherty. Wow. So we essentially got about 1,600 metres gained out of... You know, that's drive off halfback from Newman, Doherty and Saad. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, Doherty tonight, 33 disposals. He was, you know, he was brilliant, but, you know, it's how he's been playing all year. It's nothing uh, he's new. Con- he's just, he's just, yeah. He's the ultimate, and, you know, six score involvements from Doherty as well, nine marks, you know, just everything about his game tonight, four tackles, seven rebound 50s, three inside 50s. He was just, just terrific, really yeah. terrific. Um, the other defenders. Is he, yeah, and look, you look at this. Is he? He is. I'm sorry, he is the very best halfback flank in the game right now. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I don't uh, think there's yeah. anyone better. He's very good. And you know what? You He's look so at, unique as well. But you look at this Carlton team, and there's always, you know, with good teams, there's always stories, and it's always like, for, like, you know, for really good sides in this competition, there's always like an unorthodox way of becoming a good team. If yeah. that makes sense. And this backline yeah. of, you know, you know Newman was discarded from Sydney. Saad walked out in Essendon. Doherty's beaten what he's done. Marchbank's beaten what he's done. You know, Young came cheaply. You know, these guys are just... They've all, they've almost, like, come together to make this backline group. And it's like, hello. Yeah. Oh, and it's... You know, it's such a good backline group. It's just crazy. Um, and it's probably our weakest point at the moment as well. Like yeah. they, they are hanging on, but you know, the, the, the desire was great and you've just got to cop it. Sometimes in footy, you've just got to cop it and play a role you shouldn't be playing, but you've got to do it. Well, we're missing four of our back six from round one. The, the initial back six that Michael Voss saw as our best defense this year is missing. Weedering is missing. McDonald, McGovern and um, Williams and Williams, you know, so... They're missing players. Yeah. And it's just lifted. For sure. In saying that, though, obviously, some of these guys who have come in, like Lewis Young, are now clearly yeah. cemented in the 22. Yeah. Um, Jordan Boyd tonight? I thought he was okay. I liked his selection because I actually thought Stocker had been pretty ordinary mm-hmm. yeah. in, over the last couple of weeks. 
So, and like, I watched Boyd in the VFL a couple of weeks ago and was really impressed. I actually, I actually liked the selection because I thought it was there. No, I agree with you. Um, and he was okay. You know, I, I don't think he looked out of sorts as such. I'll put it to uh, you this way. Did any of Essendon's forwards get on top of us? No, they didn't. And, and look, I, the, I, that, I, I just look at that and I go, you know what? Job well done. It's Yeah, it's not a performance where you'd think Stocker has to come back in for him. No, I don't think Boyd gets dropped off that. I, I wouldn't have thought so. But I, I like the selection because like, Stocker hadn't been playing well. Nah, he hadn't been. You know, there's also standards that have yeah, got to be I, set. You just gotta, like, yeah, Stocker's the circumstances around, you know, Stocker. But like, there's, you know, you've got to call a spade a spade sometimes. And he hadn't been playing well. And, Stocker, and, and Boyd's game against Adelaide, which he was dropped off, was pretty good. I was going to say, he was re- like we left that game thinking, yeah, you know, Boyd actually played pretty well today. I was shocked that he was dropped that day, but, you know, um, and I think Stocker's the type of player who, you know, he could go back to the twos for a month, tear it up, and then come back in a much better player because we've got to remember as well, he did not, he, he didn't have a pre-season. Nah. Because Walsh did his syndesmosis injury like two months after Stocker. Yeah. And got back before Stocker. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, yeah, just oh, thinking about that now. Iron Man. Um, but, um, but yeah, Stock, like Stocker from Christmas this- through to round three or four, whenever he came back, couldn't train properly. As a supporter group, and I've always maintained this with Stans with Dow, there's nothing wrong with playing in the twos. Sometimes it's more beneficial. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. If this and if look and if Boyd puts in a complete stinker, he'll be held accountable, and I'm sure Stocker will come back in. Yeah, but the, you know we've got to hold ourselves to a certain level of performance, no matter what your name is. No, completely agree with that. Uh, I think that's all of our defenders. Plowman's. Yeah, Plow- I actually thought he was good again yeah, tonight. He's been fine. He's having a probably a good. Like, he's having he's one of his better years. Just doing what he needs to do. He's been fine. Yeah, no, he really has been. Once again, got the job done tonight. Yep. Um, into the midfield. I actually want to start with someone a little bit different here. Not one of the big dogs, but Jack Nunes had a really good game tonight. I think he, you know, he went head to head with, I think it was Caldwell for a lot of the game. I saw him on. That's the um, guy on the six year contract. Oh, he was terrible. Caldwell. Six years. <clears throat> is it? Uh, yeah, I, I thought Newman tonight, uh, sorry, Nunes tonight was actually really good. You know? Stood his ground in a couple marking contests, a couple big tackles. How many inside 50s did he have? I'm trying to look now. So he had 25 touches, probably a year high for him. Uh, and he had four inside 50s. Okay. Now, he can usually go more than that. But yeah, he was, once again, it was a fine performance. 420 meters games. Yeah, a, yeah he offers a lot of drive. He's Three always clearances. done that. No, he was fine. Uh, just someone I noticed tonight. Seven marks, seven score involvements, you know? Yeah, I think he had a really good night, um, Jack Nunes. Uh, another one who's a bit interesting, we'll get to the big dogs, but Zach Fisher yep. played a lot more midfield time tonight and he's having a really good year. He's 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 in career best form, Fish. Yep, he hit the scoreboard again, which we love from Fisher. And it was, a, again, he bops up their timely goals. Put our six goals up in the third. Their timely goals. Like, that goal there was probably the sealer. <laughs> it ended up being comfortably, but, yeah. like, at the time, that well, was when I was kicked, like... We only kicked one more goal after that. Yeah, he just... He he bops up for timely goals, Fisher. Um, and it's funny, because he will get... <laughs> he'll get caught holding the ball at least once in every single match. You yeah. know, it happens every single match he gets caught. However... 
Tonight, he redeemed himself within 30 seconds. He yes, cha- no. He chased that ball down, and eventually, I think it was Stringer. Yep. He got Stringer absolutely it hit me nailed half the him. Size of Stringer, yeah, and he nailed him. He knew, he knew. Shit, I, I, I stuffed up there. Yep. I've got to get you know redeem myself. Like not easy. And to, he did. Not easy to bring that guy down. I can call him what he really is. Yeah, that that pig. <laughs> he is a pig. I'm sorry. And I, I, someone tweeted it. Um, I will give credit to the person who tweeted this because it's a great tweet. Um, it was oh, the package far out. I can't find. But it. yeah, no, it, it was. Mm. I th- no, I think Fisher kept going the whole night. Didn't get as much of the footy as what he has in some of the games, but it was he it was, was fine. At CFC fan two hundred said, "Imagine being Jake Stringer, a germ of a bloke, and decides that he's going to take cheap shots on humans like Sam Doherty and Caleb Marchbank in the first quarter." Says so much about him. Yeah, and completely agree. Uh, it was an absolute. Two cheap shots, really. Like he is a pig. I'm yep. sorry. He is. He is just someone. Might be a great bloke off the field. I don't know, but on the field, uh, couldn't like, him like any the type, less. He looks like the type of guy that wouldn't buy a freeze MND beanie because it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, buy right. those beanies, by the way. Yes, get around the beanies. Um, you can get them at Coles, I think. Yep, and Bunnings. Okay. Yes, yes. Coles and Bunnings. Um. Yeah, so mids, we've got to get into the big dogs oh, hold now. On. Well, whilst we're on the outskirts, we may as well go with the super sub. <laughs> Cottrell. Now, I've always said, I've always maintained this, that he can play as well as he wants and I'd still make him the sub. Yeah. And it's, you know what? He started the game, he came in for the Collingwood game and once again, it was, it was good selection integrity because he was exposed on that wing with side bottom two weeks ago. He was. He was, was and he, beaten. And he got sent back out of the team and made the sub. And he is the sub in the All-Australian team because he, <laughs> he is. He is. 100%. He's the best sub in the comp. <laughs> he is. He's the best player that you don't want in your team, but he's there on match day. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And once he was good. He was. He, he was. I'm going to be honest. His first sort of 15 minutes, I was getting annoyed. I didn't think he started well. And there was one incident where he didn't put his body on the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, little steps. However, he lifted after that. He kicked a very big goal, a very big goal, and just played his role. And he, yeah, he put his body on the line after that, was quick with his hands. What was his kicking efficiency? I felt like he didn't turn it over a lot. 75%. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Elite for Cotters. Yeah, for Cotters. Nah, he... No, he was good. You got to give it to him. He's a really good sub because he's such a good endurance runner that if he's got an extra twenty minutes on these players, he'll cover the ground. Yeah, for sure. No, he. I. I, I must admit, he's actually playing good footy. It's pretty crazy. But he still he... shouldn't come in next week. He still shouldn't come in. No, he should just be the sub. He is the sub. <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy, and he won't come in because they're not going to drop Nunes or O'Brien. No, um, it's pretty crazy if you actually take a step back and just think a second about his career. So he was, he, no, it is crazy. Like he was a preseason draft, like a, a supplementary pick with yeah. Michael Gibbons, who came onto the list as a rookie um, just before the season started. He was part, he was in the first season that that rule was introduced. Yeah. We, let's be honest, we looked at him, we watched him in the VFL and we just said, we will never see this guy. Yeah. Now, he somehow played in his first year, I think, or no, was his so second. Second year. So, he somehow played, and he's just sort of built since then. And he's definitely going to stay at the club beyond this season. I've got to say, for people listening that think I've changed, 
I still don't really like him. <laughs> no, we still. <laughs> I still don't like him, but I I, I respect him. I've I've got. Well, a, that's the difference. We've I've grown got, some I've, respect. I've got respect for him because he's been given a task which a lot of players wouldn't want. No, but he's taken it on board every single time he's had to be activated. Yeah. Without whether he's activated early or at the Adelaide game, he was activated late. He has impacted mm. every single time off the bench, so you've got to give him kudos for it. No, got to give him credit. I think that's it. We still don't love him as a player, but we respect him. Um, and you can't say... Maybe, you say you don't, maybe I just love to hate him. <laughs> you when know you when say you don't players, like him, let's just... He is someone... It's actually... He's someone who the su- supporter base should love because, like, he is a true blue. Like, this guy no, no, grew up and he's sacrificing ca- himself. He bleeds blue. Like, he bleeds blue. We should really get around him. Like, this guy, there's pictures of him as a youngster going to the footy, like, in, in a Carlton Guernsey. Like, this guy bleeds blue. So, we should really get around him. And I guess we are. We, we, we definitely respect him. No, no, 100%. He's the sub of all subs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he it's, is. It's the biggest backhanded compliment <laughs> ever. <it's> true. <laughs> no, it is true. It is true. All right. That's enough speaking about Matt, Matt Cottrell for this <laughs> week. The other wing that we haven't spoken about, Lockie O'Brien, yeah. probably didn't get as involved as he nah, has all year. He but didn't. you know what? I think that he didn't do anything wrong, if that makes sense. Like, no. he still had his 16 disposals and he went at 75%. I think you missed... Oh, you missed it. So, because <laughs> yes. you're, you're caught waiting with the police. I'll explain that in a second. But this kick, there's, there's one kick every week that just... <laughs> that just like if it goes a centimeter high, too higher, or t- too high, too higher or too a low, a centimeter off where it goes. Yes, it's going to be a turnover, and it happened again. And I think he hit up Corey Durden, who then missed the set shot. The kick was just like, like a chiselled kick. It was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. He has one kick every week, which is just centimeter perfect. You That's look, what it no, is. no, no. You know what it is? You look at the kick and you're riding it like, oh, turnover, and it just gets to the player. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god. But look, it, let's... We- it weaves through the air a bit. Yeah, and it wasn't O'Brien's best night. But let's be honest, O'Brien would have woken up this morning, looked at the weather forecast, and thought, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah, he would have thought, oh yeah, it's he not for me. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. He's not a wet weather player. He's the type of guy that wouldn't even wear a long sleeve. He'd wear an undersleeve. <laughs> Honestly, it got the skivvy going. He is the definition of a sunny 25 degree oh, yeah. player. Oh, yeah. Like, but he no, doesn't but want an ounce of dew on that ball. Once again, he works so hard. He get, he's getting back into positions that he wouldn't traditionally want to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't his greatest night, but yeah, he'll see you next week as, again. So I did miss that kick and that was because it's absolutely ridiculous. I was starving at half time, So I went out to see what food there was and I bumped into Terry, the great man, um, Terry Degani. I said hello to him and then I'm, I thought stuff at the line was too big. I wanted to go back in. But this lady was getting absolutely dragged. Escorted out of the AFL nah, members. No, but like dragged. Yeah. Like one security guard on either side of her and she's just shrieking. I actually think it was pretty bad, but there was no there was no need to do what they did. They then slammed her into the ground. Like, it was horrifying to see. And then six policemen... I think she was on the piss in the AFL oh, members no, di- in, in the dining room behind she us. She was slobbered. Like, slobbered. She, was, she was gone. She must have knocked off early from work and um, straight to the swan. And Yeah, I missed the first 10 minutes of the third. I had to watch it on the TV because they, yeah. they literally said to everyone standing there, just wait. They're like, you can't go in. You got to wait for the, her to be cleared out. 
But uh, yes, back to the back to the football. Oh, even those Essendon supporters had to find a way to get out. Um, yes. So back to the football. Uh, the midfielders. Time to get to the big dogs. Uh, first, I want to start off with Matt Kennedy. Yep, I thought you were going to start there. Uh, you know he's you know he's basically my favourite player, but this was just this, and I said it to you in the fourth quarter. This type of performance, and he copped he copped a battering. Like I was watching him closely, he was holding his head a bit. He got he copped some big hits. This was just a soldier who kept soldiering on. Twenty four disposals, seventy five percent efficiency. Uh, he had eight marks, like just. Five clearances, four inside 50s, three rebound 50s. I think, and, I, and I've said it all year, but it's just crazy the player that he has turned into. And his best disposal was the one that you picked out early, that kick inside 50 to Charlie mm. Kerno, you know, hugging the boundary line. That was just so clever. Like, it had depth on the kick. It was in this early in the second. Sorry, early, like... Oh. Charlie is one-on-one with an Essendon player and they've got another defender out back. So it's basically a two-on-one. The kick had to be perfect. Yeah. And I just thought like, wow, you know, if Matt... Ke- like, he, that is such a smart kick. It was, for those who want to look at it, it was the one where Kerno swung around on his left foot and kicked it out in the four. It was the lead up was to... Was it that one? I think so. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, um, you, know, you know what? You know what I think the lift of Kennedy's been? I think we have a team around him in terms of coaches and... St- st- medical staff they back him but they know how to utilize him to the nth degree matt kennedy is probably not the fittest for a midfielder that has to in our the way we play it's a taxing style of footy and you've got to be able to go both ways matt kennedy again this week clearly spent the least amount of time on the ground way less than cottrell yeah he only plays about two-thirds of the game starts every single week on the bench yeah but they use him in a way where they know they'll get everything out of him for those seven, eight-minute bursts, probably twice a quarter. Yeah. He'd have eight, two eight-minute bursts a quarter, and that's that. And they just know... He's just, I think he's being managed really, really well. I, I think that's an amazing call because I think that our last two coaches and the coaching panel in, you know, and John Barker would have been a part of that, would have just gone, looked at him and gone, nah, this guy can't run all day. We're not playing him. Yep. And when he would have played, they wouldn't They wouldn't have managed him correctly. So, no, nah, I completely agree. He's a guy who's being managed absolutely perfectly. And kudos to him. They're getting it's- everything out of him that he's still contributing at a really good level and he doesn't prove to be a liability for our midfield group. What would you grade him as based on his 2022 form alone? Like in terms of A, B, C, great. Like what would you within our team? No, within our team is. I, I, I still for us, he's an A grade. Like in our, he's an A grade midfielder in the Carlton team, but in the competition, I'm saying I'd still have him as like a second tier midfielder. I'd say he's a B plus midfielder or a yeah. B. He's probably yeah, he's, a, he's a B grader. He's a good B. B, B graders are very important. B, B graders are good. Like Jared Lyons is a B grader. Yeah, he's probably an A grader just because he's the best of the so second I, tiers. It's like. Like, I really think Matt Kennedy is having, like, a Jared Lyons-esque season. Yeah. You know who he plays a bit like? He plays a bit like Luke Parker. Yeah. I feel. I think Luke Parker's a little bit more dynamic. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Willie Parker's a better player, but he plays a pretty similar style to Parker. Yeah. But I, know, I think your B graders are everything. Because, like, your A, you know, within your team, your top tier players, you know what you'll get from him. But he's part of that second tier at Carlton, which we said at the start of the year, they have to be the area where if they lift, we'll lift. And he's the poster boy for it. Like, I think, I think Cripps, Walsh, and Hewitt are better than him, but I think he's having a better year than Chera, like, by a mile. He is. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, bloody oath, kudos to Matt Kennedy. Uh, the Crip, the captain Cripper, uh, 28 and a goal from him tonight. I think it was just one of those games where, you know, not his type of night, not his conditions, but as Kennedy did, he just kept soldiering on and his stats probably read better than he actually performed. He still had the most clearances on the ground. Eight clearances. He, he only had two possessions to quarter time, so he came in well into the game. Yeah, he has five inside 50s as well, five tackles, eight clearances. Yeah, so he, you know, four marks. He had a, he had a good night in the end and I think his second half, he steadied the ship a little bit. Yep. Just in big moments, he got the ball. Um so yeah, he could very well pinch votes tonight, I think. Like he could easily pinch yeah. a vote. You never know with the Brownlow with a game like that. Though the actually the Brownlow votes tonight will be an absolute lottery. Yeah, it will be a lottery. Well, the the shoe in for three based on tonight would be SW eighteen, Sam Walsh. Very good. Oh, You'd gee. think that he'll get the three. Um he was just you know, and I said it to you, I didn't really notice him that much early, but you know, 29 disposals, 6 marks, 22 pressure acts, 6 inside 50s, 4 clearances. Just, you know, just brilliant. Like... He's the man. Where does he rank? Like, I think he started the season, and I'm going to say slowly by his standards yep. that he set upon himself last year. But I think now he's, you know, he's back to that. You know, his last month has been oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like he's he's I, a ridiculous player. For me, for me, he's in the All-Australian team. Yeah, he'd have to be, I reckon. Um, and I honestly think that... Like, where do you rate him in the comp among midfielders? Is he a top 10 mid in the comp? Probably. I, I think he definitely yeah. is. Like, I'm always a little bit Carlton biased, but I think he is. He's, a, he's just... The bottom line is, he's just a gun. He really is. Yeah, he's, he's just a gun. And I think he's definitely, without a shadow of doubt, our most dynamic player in the yeah. midfield, I should say. Yeah, he's our played, most dynamic how many games he played now? 70-odd? How many? Is this his third? This is his fourth season. Yeah. So it's probably about 70. I don't... Yeah, about 70. Yeah, probably hit 70 like, games. Yeah, he's, this guy's only revving up the engine as well. He'll play 300 games if he doesn't get injured. No, I know. Like, comfortably as well. He, he, he could play 350. Like, yeah. he's on track for it. How many games did he have missed in his career? He's missed one. It was round one this year. Had, had he not missed a single nah, game? No. Nah. Wow. That is madness. I know. So, if you're looking at consistent games played, does it count that he missed round one? Would that count? Con- like, consecutive games. Sorry, yeah, not consistent. Consecutive. Yeah, yeah. No, the streak ends. Because he didn't get dropped. He just wasn't yeah, selected no, in the first team of the year. Consecutive games is. <clears throat> okay. All the way through. All yeah, right. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. So, and phenomenal. then Chera with the hamstring complaint was that it? pisses me off. I'm sorry if you're if you're so they say, and I don't know what the injury is 100. percent So I could be wrong here, but the report was hamstring tightness. Now, it happened in the first five to ten minutes. Yeah. So he would have gone into the game with it. Yeah, it's something that would have probably been monitored. You'd assume 
It, it, it's a, yeah, I'd like to know so more about why it. take your chances as, as well on a wet night? Yeah, I agree. That really annoys me. You know, just play Cottrell from the get-go. No, and then, no, no. No. All right, well then who... Uh, no. Who, who else was an emergency? Oh, was then, it... Who were the other three? Oh, they might Camp- have just played Kip Dow in for another week. I don't know. Yeah, just play Dow. But no, no, no. Cottrell doesn't <laughs> go near the 22. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, he could play as well as he wants and he's the sub. Okay. Um, who else have we got here? I think that's... Oh, Hewitt, of course. George. Georgie boy. 28 disposals again. You have 28. 28. Jeez. Um, the man had five clearances. He had six marks, seven score involvements, two direct goal assists. You know, <laughs> I was about to say, I thought he was a little bit down on his standards, but he, he just keeps going. Four inside 50s. Do you want me to keep going? No, four inside no, I, 50s. I got it. <laughs> he's just... Uh, he's a, yeah, amazing. You know what I've noticed as well? Our midfielders marked the ball a lot tonight. Yep, they did. Like, that's where we controlled the game, through the middle, was with our midfielders marking the ball. You know, Kennedy taking eight marks, Nunes taking seven marks, O'Brien and Walsh and Hewitt all taking six each. That, that's a lot of marks for our midfield group. And you look at the opposition, Merritt one mark, Parrish zero. Well, that's where the football game was won. Can't control the game no. if you're not marking the ball. We'll speak about Essendon soon. Let's just keep... I, I want to have a, I'm going to have a real roast of them. Let's keep reviewing... The Ruckman? You know Tom? what? I didn't notice him much tonight, to be honest. Like, I, I, he he could have played well, just didn't really notice him that much. I, I thought... I didn't think much of it. I thought his third quarter was pretty good. I thought he had a pretty good third quarter. Otherwise, he didn't do anything to annoy me. Yeah. No. He gets off for the week. <laughs> Um, yeah, he had 10 disposals. I saw at one point in time, he was leading us for clearances. He ended up on three. We didn't have another one after that. He ended up on three. But um, no, you know what? I I thought our midfield, stoppage clearance work, started really, really slowly. Shocking. We couldn't get the ball out of the middle. We were being beaten around the contest. Um, We ended up in the second half. We killed it. And it's probably because Parrish went off, but... Potentially, but like, yeah... No, I, I did think in that first half we were getting we belted were, no, in the midfield. We were. We were. Um, I think that's our midfield yep. wrapped um, now, moving into the forward line. And I think this is where uh, there's a lot to be spoken about. The Twin Towers were back in business. H. Yeah. Premature return, which we love to see from Herschel. It's just, you know, so and, and, and I think that he... I, like. You know, if I was awarding Brownlow votes, I think he was probably the best on ground tonight. Ooh. Like, close to it. I said it to you on the way He out. was very good. We were sort of speaking about it on the way to the train who was best. I thought H was, you know, he you know he staked his claim for best on ground. 15 disposals, three goals. The big one for me was eight marks. Um, yeah, I just think H had a really, like, really, really good game. And, you know, four contested marks inside 50 is just huge. He was he was brilliant. That return, you know, eight marks in the wet for... You know, we got 14 marks out of Kerno and Mackay. Yeah. And, you know, they hit the scoreboard early. I think Mackay had three by halftime. He's just... And Kerno kicked two as Mackay well. Mackay is just an exceptional full forward. He really is. Yeah. He is so good. He's so hard to defend. Great to see him back. I, I'll ask you a it question. It changes the dynamic of Carlton with those two playing together. Do you reckon, do you reckon when coach, when opposition coaches and opposition analysts 
are preparing to play us, they must sit there and just go, "Shit, how how are we gonna how are we gonna stop these two? Yeah, because they haven't missed a beat all year. No, you know they weren't that impactful against Richmond. No, yeah, but, that, that was the exception. But since that game, they one of have them, not if not missed both, a beat off the leash. Just like teams cannot stop them. It's t- it's t- it's, it's, it's and it, you know what? It's really hard because I think what happens is, and we see it a fair bit. The opposition might stop one, and then the other one gets off the leash, and then they've got to shift the focus. For sure. And then the other one gets, and it's, I yeah, I'm yet to see a team other than Richmond actually stop them and this look, year. Charlie Kerno kicked twelve goals in the three games Mackay didn't play. So even yeah, without, yeah, yeah. you know, so uh, yeah. Oh, you know, in- as in Mackay won a Coleman medal without Kerno. So these guys are an issue alone. Yeah, correct. Let alone together. Like, I I actually think Kerno was he played his best footy this year when Mackay was out. Yeah, yeah it's. They, they they are scary, you know what? It, it's just amazing how right. yeah. Sorry, go on. Carlson, uh, we've never looked more dangerous going forward. No, never. Let me pose a question to you. You're the Richmond coach. Yeah. You're sitting down, you know, with the backline coach. What are you? How are you preparing to play these two th- well, this they, week? They've got tools, so they've got options. So for me, I think Bolter will. Go to. Did Bolton not play forward though this week? He's been swinging a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, if it was me, I'd be playing Bolter on Mackay. Yeah. And Gibkus on Kerno. So no Grimes or Tarrant on so either. I think Tarrant's too slow. I agree. For both I th- of them. So I was hoping you'd say Tarrant. So I think I- Tarrant's too slow, and I think Grimes is just a little bit that little bit undersized. He'd probably yeah. take more of Silvani. Yeah. So I think it'll be Bolter Gibkus. True, and then there's Silvani to worry about as well. Yeah, and then you know what? And Jack Martin's not bad overhead. Yeah. So it's a very dynamic forward line right now. But I think it will be Gibkus Bolter. They might look at us and go, "Eh, we'll chuck Bolter forward as well." I yeah. doubt they will. They they they, they stood around one though. Yeah. But yeah, it's and interesting. Bolter did play well against With, us. The Tarrant matchup's perfect for them because our those two key forwards, Kerno and Mackay, are just they hit up players on the they lead they double lead they work their backsides off yeah and he just won't be able to go with it old mate Robbie at the prime age of 34 he actually might get managed this week I reckon yeah he might because like if he might not, just be a complete liability if he's not playing on one of them then he can't play yeah he's not he's got no other role other than to play on a key forward it'll be interesting and look yeah, and look like I wouldn't be surprised if Tarrant doesn't play this week have, yeah and look, the same... I think Richmond, after us, play Geelong, where you've got Hawkins and Cameron. Yeah. Who are just as lethal. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, they're the two... It's clearly the two best, you know, key forward partnerships in the comp. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, I'm, I'll am tell you what. I'm glad we play them before Geelong play them because I don't want them to have that week to work out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, Charlie. But, but it's weird because in the same breath, we played them round one, we beat them, and those guys kicked one goal between them. Yeah. So it's weird. Mackay kicked three, Kerno kicked two. So five between them, absolutely outstanding tonight. I thought Matt Owies had probably one of his best games for the season tonight. Yeah, he if, was, if you're hitting the scoreboard, bang, he, bang. He was brilliant. And he had another two tackles inside 50. So Matt Owies is still leading the competition for tackles inside 50. And we're going to get the exact number up now, the overall number. But I don't know if this includes his two from tonight. We're just going to quickly check. 
when I go into the app, it so is the fourth last stat. We're going to have to have an award for, you know, the play with most tackles so he's inside now, sorry, 50. Sorry, so he's now on 27 tackles inside 50. The second best is 22. Who's that? Cozzy Pickett, Nick Holman. Oh, Nick Holman. I bet he <laughs> never thought he'd get a mention on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, sorry, just back to... Oh, he's just... Yeah, I, I, you know, and I loved that. When he kicked that goal tonight and he got up in the face of those Essendon members. And he held the jumper. Yeah. Like Heppel did before the game. Yeah. yeah. That is that is elite stuff. Oh, you can't underestimate Matt O. He's like, he bleeds blue as well. He's another one. And the story of Matt O, he's just listened to our mid-season review. We touched on it a little bit, you know, where he came from, mature age, left basketball after his draft year. So he really hasn't played that much footy in the last, you know, since his basketball He's a great player, Bolt. Yeah. Like, like he'll him. play 22 games for us comfortably. He's kicked four set, nailed four set shots in his last five quarters of footy as well. How many did he kick against Collingwood? Was two it? in the last quarter. Yeah, and two again tonight. So, hits the scoreboard as well, and it just makes a difference. It really does. And you know what? <laughs> and, and Durden would have had a very... Durden missed two goals he probably should have kicked as well. Yeah. So, so Durden, it would have been so a similar We'll talk night. about Durden. Um, that handball, I'll let oh you talk about God. it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, this was your... Clive Peters moment of the night. <laughs> oh, this was it. This, oh, God. It would have been the second quarter. The Shane Warne stand wing. Cripps has the ball, center wing, and he does this pivot where he turns out of the contest. And I think, I forgot who he handballed it to. He handballed Fisher. It, he ham, no, no, no. He <clears throat> handballed it to a stationary Durden who had Fisher running on the boundary side of the contest. And when Durden was getting that ball, he had to be as quick as you can be. He was virtually already tackled. Yes. And Durden got it. And in the same motion, the handball came out, Fisher away. This handball was ridiculous. It like was not many other players could pull it off. It lightning was, quick. It was absurd. It was, oh my God, I'm going to have to find that during the week. It was ridiculous. So the handball, then Fisher, I, I think it was Cottrell who gave, who got the ball from Cripps. He okay. was involved in that. Okay. So, so Durden releases Fisher and Fisher drives it inside 50 and we kick a goal out of it. You yeah. know, it was the, was it the Cottrell goal? No, no, no. Which goal? Yeah. Was it the Cottrell yeah, goal? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Or was it? Silvani. No, no, no. It was, there was, we I think def- it, was, it was the Cottrell goal. We it definitely was the kicked goal. a goal out of I'm it. I'm pretty sure... It doesn't matter. This handball was just ridiculous. Yeah. And like the presence of mind, knowing what he... Oh, it was just perfect. It really was. Yeah, it was exceptional. So, you know, and Durden, once again, he didn't have the night that he would have wanted to but have had. But if he had. kicks those two goals, which he would have nine out of ten times, yeah. he's having a great night. Yeah. And I say it every week, but everything he's involved in is just... I really think we've got a player here. No, we do. Well, we do. Like, we, we've got a serious player here. Um, other forwards, Sauce. Sauce. Just another... Another, another Sauce night. Another great performance. Yeah. You know, he's just... He's so reliable. He was good. He wasn't great. He was good. Yeah. Oh, was I'll good. play that. Um, you know, and he was probably the beneficiary a little bit of having... You know, he, he had less of a role to play with H back in the side. Yep. Um, but he's a lead up for. He still took six marks. As in, they, they they're just giving us something. As in, Sauce moves around the ground exceptionally well, and, and he's mastered this little sidestep now, hasn't he? He's, he oh, he did it 
like five times oh. tonight. Oh, he God. just realizes, oh, they they they'd look at me and think, oh, I'm you know I'd catch him. So yeah. why you know take him on? He's something we've probably never acknowledged with Sauce. He's got a heck of a tank on him. Like yep. he just motors all day, and that must have been acknowledged internally. That game when he played in the middle on Fife, like they would yeah. never have put Sauce to tag Fife if they didn't think he had a motor on him. Like he, he has a serious tank. Yeah, and that's why I honestly he's a think, workhorse. I honestly think that's why he's so good. Just he he would have a bigger tank than any other key forward in the comp. He's a workhorse. He's very good for us. Um, Jack Martin. Jack Martin, yeah. I'll let you, you... You made a really good call, I think, during the game when we spoke about him. Like, oh, I, said, I, I said he's a bit player. Yeah, he's, he's one just, of those guys that like... You said... What you said was if he bops up for a goal or two a, a game, like, you know, in a big game, that matters, you know? Yeah. And and I think I think that is the player that he has turned into. You're right, like... You know, it's it's it is a bit underwhelming because he was you know a superstar in his first year at us when he played through the midfield, but he probably has turned into that player that you know if we can get a couple goals out of a game, couple tackles, couple marks around the ground, you know we're not complaining. Um, he's probably not the player that we thought we were getting. Is that fair? Yeah, I agree. But. He's not he's just bad. Got to hit the scoreboard, but it gives the opposition something else to worry about because we know he's a good overhead mark. Yeah, correct. <clears throat> no, I agree with that. Um, I reckon that's about everyone spoken about. I'd say so. Sounds. Just, yep. Just quickly racing. You know, it through. is. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, BNF votes Bolt three, two, one. Tough night for it. Very tough night for it. Oh, wouldn't have been a great game to watch as a neutral. Um, it's really tough. It's like there's it's it's like in the same breath. There's a lot to give to, but there's also no one to give to. Yeah. Um. Mm. God, I, I think I'm gonna go Walsh Newman Doherty in the order of three, two, one. Okay. I'm going, and this, and I'm this is just my opinion. You know, I'm not a you know, we're not like the Brown though. Um, and it's a midfielder's one. I'm going... You know what? I actually thought Newman was our best player tonight. Yeah, he was. I, he, was. he was very good. I'm going Newman 3, H2, Walsh 1. Yep. And I'll probably get slammed, people oh, no, saying no, no, Walsh no. was the best, but... That's fine. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Uh, you know, Newman played a lot of the game on Stringer as well. <laughs> Stringer. It's funny every time I think about him. So just before we get to these Twitter questions... I just, I want to speak for, we don't really speak about the opposition, but I want to speak about Essendon. Oh, they're our friends. Well, I think, (laughs) I think people will find joy in hearing what I'm about to say. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that the Essendon Football Club are in no man's land. They are in a shocking position. I think everything went as well as it possibly could have for them last year. And they only won 11 games and they finished 8th. So, everything goes perfectly and you only win 11 games. They were bound to drop off Bolt. You know, we should have seen this coming. Their role players, like guys like, you know, Stewart, Laverde, Langford, Guelphy, Snelling. Like, the, like these just... Hind. Hind. Like, just like their players, that you know, not their superstars, basically. They're role players. 
They all played really well last year, but they've dropped off significantly this year, and their youngsters last year were bopping up here and there. You know, every game they would have had one youngster play well. Like, they haven't really turned up this year. Their superstars are still good. Parrish is having a good year. Merritt's having a good year, but they've got no KPPs at all. Like, the forward line this year has been a laughing stock, really. Like, Wright's good. He's really good, but... You know, Baldwin and you know, Waterman, they, yeah. these guys going in and out every week. It's a revolving door. I really think Essendon are in... They, they, Their list management... Like, I cannot believe Dodoro still has a job. How can he get away with going into a season with the key play, position players that they have? Oh, How can he say to Ben Rudden, here's your full forwards for the year, here's your full backs for the year... Go win us a premiership. It's yeah, impossible. Well, that's why they can't do it with the players they've got. Well, that's why he's got the job. Because he won the premiership 22 years ago. Mate. They he, live in Nana land, these people. They are too arrogant of a football club to acknowledge the fact that they just need to move on from Dodoro. Oh, like, they've got a lot of issues. He's a shocking list manager. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Essendon have it a had lot to, of issues. It had to be said. And we love us. We do love us. I hate Ooh. Essendon more than anything. And it's the third year in a row, row we beat them. We might play them again if they make the final. No, they're two and ten. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so three years on the trot beating Essendon. Um, we'll have to wait a whole other year to see those pretty faces again. They are just oh god. If you were with the dream girl <laughs> from an Essendon family, what happens? Well, does she the dream she, girl? Is she? Is she a, like? Is she actively a big Essendon fan? Oh yeah, she goes every week. Oh well, I'm sorry, that's not the dream girl. <laughs> Fair, good answer. That's not the dream girl. The dream girl doesn't go for Essendon, and she doesn't go every week. Like I think you'd have to have rocks in your head, like because <laughs> the thing is as well, these like. All right, you met her in October. Didn't even speak about the football till March. You know, Five months. You know in. what I do? Five months in. Darling, Jed, I'm going to go to Essendon's round one game. What happens? You've already moved in with her. Mate, firstly... You've already met the in-laws. Each to their own, but I personally wouldn't move in that quickly. But I'll just (laughs) say... I'll just say... uh, I'll give her a week during the footy season, but I don't think I would last much longer. (laughs) I think after a week, I'd be like, yeah, that's enough hearing about freaking James Stewart for the week. I'm done. (laughs) Um... But yeah, Essendon fans, mate, they're so arrogant. Like, they're just so... They can't bear to admit, like, yeah, shit, we actually have a bad list manager. Like, how can he prepare us for a season? As in they're still denying the supplement saga. They're not going to admit their team's crap. <laughs> yeah, they just, they're just such a crap supporter base. Oh, thank anyway, God we beat them. I hate losing to them, so thank God. And it's we, a, it's we a, had some absolute... Oh, doozies. Ab- <laughs> we had some doozies in front of us. We did. That is the perfect word to describe them. Family of four, as an old mate who was wearing this fucking beret. Old mate came straight out (laughs) of the 60s. Binoculars. A beret, the leather gloves, and the binos. Straight from the Peaky Blinders set. Honestly, that's exactly what he looked like. You know, leather jacket, leather gloves, got the, what's that hat called? Yeah, the beret. The beret and the binos. Old mate just couldn't. Copper thing. Nothing against that look, you know. If that's your look, go for it. But geez, uh, he opinion, was just a his, wanker. His opinion was shit. Oh, and then his daughters were getting into 
for me the whole night. Was that his wife or the daughter? Oh, Either. it couldn't have been the wife. I don't know, mate. Um, but yeah, those this two... This guy was probably born before World War One. <laughs> those two <laughs> ladies. Oh. Gee whiz. They were jokes. And I love how the second... You the know what? The second shout, they got up. Shout out to this guy. I don't know if he's a listener of the pod, but the, that, that family got up and they started walking out. And this guy sitting in the row in front, yeah. this Carlson supporter, like we we were getting pissed off by this family the whole game, but yeah. I didn't realize other yeah, people yeah, were yeah. as same, well. Same. What did he say? He's like, "Oh, where are you going?" Yeah, yeah. He shouts out, "Where are you going?" <laughs> it was very funny. It was very very funny. They were on their feet when Saad got run down. I know. That was their moment of the match. I know. Happy birthday. Honestly. All right. Time for Twitter questions, Bolt. Very um, rude to leave a party that you host so early. So, so rude. Um, Twitter questions. Sorry that we probably won't have that many this week. We decided to record straight after the game. So, not at, which we usually do, but this week was quick. So, not a heap of time for people to submit them. But first one, Tim D. Phillips. And I like this. I really do. He says, let's talk about Nick Newman. Thought he was great in the first half, indicative of the growth in our middle to bottom six. Yep. Every week, that's making the big difference. That's where the growth was always going to come from in this team. Because we knew we had the stars, and that's where the growth was coming. And yeah, he's, his last fortnight has actually been exceptional. Yeah, it has been. Ian Gilbert says, was that Noon's best game of the year? Is Sorry, has Lewis Young exceeded everyone's expectations? Also, I love the podcasting. Let's go baggers in. Appreciate that, mate. Um, yeah, well, Lewis Young's definitely been a surprise. There's no yeah, two ways about it. Didn't expect to get a player out of him. I just didn't expect <clears> to get <throat> stability. As in, and he's just been great. He, it's just a great bargain find for us. Pick 52. Sam Petrescu Seaton was the, you know, like, like that. That was the trade. So when you when you do your cult, like when you're writing down your best 22 on paper. And you're looking for holes and you're looking, you know, you're rating, you know, this one's safe, that one's safe. Coming into the season, I think we can all agree that the second tall defender was... was always going to be a toss-up. That was the significant hole. That was like, all right, who's going to fill this spot? When I'm writing down the 22 on paper, his name is straight in there oh, without for doubt. And, for it, sure. and, it, and it's safe. No doubt. <clears throat> no, nah, it's awesome. And he's so young, mate. That's the other thing. He's what, 23? Pardon the pun. <laughs> Did not even realise. That's youth, hilarious. He's youthful. He's youthful, yeah. Um, ah, 23, like... I know, yeah. It's a bit of a wow. It I really know. is. Like, well, Liam Jones walk out. Well, there you go. That's your 10 years younger Liam Jones. Yep. Just got to keep going. Um, RSG says, do the Bulldogs... <laughs> this is real. It's, it's Lewis oh, Young here we, theme. Here we go. Do the Bulldogs have a better key position defender than Lewis Young? They probably don't. Oh, Ryan Gardner. Always been one of my favourites. <laughs> they actually... It's it's actually... Well, they were playing him in the ruck last year. Could you imagine him rucking? They actually don't. Like, Alec, I wouldn't... I would, like, Alex Keith now, Alex good. Keith's good. He's a great player, but is he... Key position, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Alex Keith's very good, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, think I, he is, but he's a lot shorter than Lewis yeah. Young. Like, he's but he probably been 190. He takes the big dog, but it's that second of like, it's your guard. He takes the big dog and he gets slaughtered every single time we play them. Oh, yeah, but um, there's Gardner and there's, there's Got another one, oh, no, last no, week. and the other one's um, what's his face, Cordy? Oh, Zane Cordy, yeah, no, nah, see, so he'd be. 
Or on I, the is, f- is it Ace or Zane? Which it's one's still Zane, stuck Zane, around? Zane. Okay, yeah. Are they brothers? Yeah. <laughs> um, love that, RSG. Damien Birmingham, the great man, says, Love the spray from Voss because it wasn't about the scoreboard. It was about not getting the little things right, setting standards that will pay us back in weeks to come. A really solid effort, but Fed's income news must have nudes of the coach was very poor. So, <laughs> Damien, the tweet was going perfectly up until that. I personally disagree regarding Nunes. I thought he had a good game. And the footage of Voss is elite. I agree. Because is... our last 15 minutes of the third quarter were poor. As in, they missed. They kicked four behinds in a row, four scores in a row. He's right. It is literally setting standards that will pay us back in the weeks to come. This could have been a Hawthorne game. It could have been a Sydney game. If they yeah. kick those four goals, it's a two-goal game at, you know... Three quarter time. No, I, I agree. And yeah, as in we did, you know, drop our guard. So it was deserving and it's great. Because like, do you reckon the primary school teacher last year would have done that? <laughs> well, the pri- so I think the primary school teacher was the coach before, before the secondary school I, teacher. <sighs> Teague was the secondary school teacher. Bolton was the primary school <sighs> teacher. They would have gone, well done, boys. And Voss is the... <laughs> the principal. Voss is the principal. Um, Michael Joseph and just by the way for those tuning in we haven't spoken about Michael Voss on this podcast once this year but well, I made a tr- I made a promise to myself he made so explain the promise I just said because I've been we've been, I've been speaking a lot about the coach the last two years last we, ten years and, mate and we had to give <clears throat> the new coach some breathing space and then we'll evaluate and that is just what you love to see so Bolt broke the silence. For the first time this year, we spoke about Michael Voss on the mid-season review. So be sure to tune into that. I've said it a few times, but it's worth the listen. All right, Michael Joseph says, that work between H and Charlie that set up Charlie's goal brought tears to my eyes. You missed that as well. First goal of the third quarter. A little tap over the back and Charlie dribbles at home. No, I saw that. I was was watching from inside. But yeah, no, I did see that. Brilliant. Um, watching them work together is just poetry. It is. Charlie missed him in the last few weeks. and Sorry, Charlie missed him in the last and could have returned the favour. But wow, top three forward duos in the comp for sure. Well, it's top two. Yeah, it's, it's top two. Us, John and Brisbane probably have the most lethal. Oh, hip, sorry, hip wood and Dana. That's fair. We haven't seen them together yet, have we? No, we're going to see it this week. We are going to see it this They've week. They've got the triple threat in McStay. I was going to say... Brisbane have the weakest two, but then probably the strongest three. Oh, Silvani's probably better than yeah. McStay. Definitely yeah. better than McStay. Bit different. Well, McStay's off anyway. Yeah. Probably going to the shame. Oh, yes. no. Oh. <laughs> Daniel. You know where... Oh, he might go to Collingwood. Daniel, He'll go to one you of should, them. you should McStay. <laughs> you shouldn't go. You should stay. No, you don't want right. to go down to Windy Hill. It weakens a rival. Doesn't do much to them. Gee, they'll have to dust off the cobwebs of the full forward magnet. Yeah, I'm staying Peter Wright. <laughs> uh, Michael, Sarah... And hang on, just quickly. How typical would that be? Because, like, McStay is really good because he plays against yeah. the third best defender every week. But if he goes to Essendon... There's one name well, that comes to he's playing against the best defender every There's week. There's one name that comes to my mind when I hear of this trade, and it's so stiff. 
I just think of Shane Kirsten going to Freo. <laughs> that's all I can that's, think. That's very stiff. It is. Because McStay's like, played 150 games. Hang on. McStay... But it's is, similar. McStay is way better than way, Kirsten Way better. Was. But they bought in Kirsten thinking, yeah, this guy, third tall at Geelong, you know, he's yeah. going to be the full forward with Cam McCarthy. But nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah, well, all the best. Actually, you know what? Not all the best. I hope Essendon oh, we'll keep see what making with bad decisions. Uh, Michael Cerevolo got the job done, really felt our lack of ruck stocks tonight in the middle for big stretches of the game. At what point do we coach to rove to the opposition ruckman? Thought Cripps looked more at home tonight as he wasn't in the ruck as much. Yep. That's a good call. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. And you know what? Cripps had a, that one stoppage at full <laughs> forward in the ruck where he drew a free kick. And Silvani managed to draw um, a couple of free kicks in the ruck as well. So that, you know, they, they just compete, don't they? But yeah, as you know, the midfield was, a, yeah, we were a bit slow coming out. But yeah, they do have to learn the craft of watching the drop of the ball. Tim W says, would you agree that Big H marking down the line is as valuable as his work up forward so comforting? Yeah, he's a great outlet. 100%. He's won us matches this year. With his marking down the line against Hawthorne, yeah, wins us the game with that mark on the wing, and was it against Port, Port. as well? Yeah, both of them. It was good. That, that's a great call from Tim W. Um, Patrick Vart Vart, sorry, Patrick Archer Veith says, and he must have asked a few questions before this one. We'll get to them. He says, okay, a footy-related one now. How the hell did the dogs let Young go for nothing? Kid needs a contract extension. He was great. So I think he is out of contract at the oh, end of the yeah, year. he'll get one. Two years minimum. Minimum. Like, as a 23-year-old, you almost sign him up he'll, to three. Yeah, he'll get three. For sure. Um, Jimmy Fiddler says, concerned about the lack of front and centre from our small forwards. They don't hit the falling ball hard. All to do over the next three weeks. Um... See, I think they've been outstanding this year, our small forwards. But yeah. I will admit, they the last two weeks, they haven't been as impactful. They haven't. That's a fair call. But I think overall, they've been huge for oh, us for this sure. year. They've changed the way we play. But I agree. The last couple of weeks, they have been down a little. Um, Motlop, would he come back in possibly? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they'll stick with Martin. It's an interesting one just for the future. Because, like, for the future, I see Motlop and Durden and Oes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you play all three? Yeah. And Fisher and Martin? I don't know how into the future Martin goes. Yeah. But I think for now, we probably would prefer... Like, I, I, I think we've got... Like, I just want to say on record, like, I rate Motlop extremely highly. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be a early. gun. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, it's early. He's just it showing will... signs, though, isn't he? he? No, he, you know, he was. He, yeah, for sure. But I think, like, for me, going into next week, I'd probably rather see Martin there. Did Motlop... Like, I'm talking... I'm not saying as good, but I'm saying the player that we would want him to become... Did he not remind you a little bit of, like, Cozzy Pickett when he yeah, started? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Cozzy Pickett started at that... His first year wasn't... It was, you know, it was. It looked good, but it wasn't there. Yeah. It didn't come together in that first year in 2020, but obviously it did in 2021. And yeah. I Pickett will get... Uh, Motlop will get his shot. For sure. Pickett. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we don't like Pickett's and Carlton jumpers. No. Do you remember Jared Pickett? He was very... Uh, he was disgusting. 
Yeah, that, shocking. He had that ridiculous breakout game against Hawthorne yeah. where we were like, wow, we've actually got a play here. And then yeah, he just... Yeah. yeah. Um, Peter Carrick says, if you had said before the game that we'd be smashed at centre clearances and still win, wow, thought the makeshift backline really stood up. Yep, it did. It held its own. That's all you got to do. You just got to hold your own. Jimmy Faz says, Durden consistently looks like one of the better ball users on the list. Should yep. we play him higher up the ground? I, I like it because he is really crafty. And I think he kind of... so clean. And he takes it upon himself a lot of the time to go up the ground. So clean. And that's probably where Motlop can be phased into the team with Durden going a bit further up. See... But- there was a year where Papley played a lot of time up the ground. Yeah. Do you think that's the type of player Durden could he's become? He's very similar to Papley. He is. Yeah, I think he is as well. Um, yeah, that's the type of role that I'd see him playing. Um, Jad replied to that tweet saying, I'm convinced he's Lambert 2.0. And Jimmy said, yeah, great shout. That is... That's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I don't think Lambert, because Lambert was like a pure mid. Mm. Um... Yeah, I like Papley more than Lambert. Yes. Yeah, I like that comparison same. more. Um, all right. We've got Josh Sharp says, how about Matt Owies' set shot kicking? Yep. It's a testament to his work ethic and desire to improve. Seriously has improved from last season where anything outside of 40 meters was beyond him. Now, anything within the 50 meter arch looks like it's well within his skill set. Yep, good that's call. A, that's a great pickup. So he nailed a beauty in the first quarter. And those two against Collingwood last week. Yep. That's a good call. I like that. Uh, Wilson says, I know you guys love, 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 but he is seriously a liability. I struggle to recall him winning any one-on-ones. He just gives the ball away far too easily and will struggle even more under the heat and intensity of a final. Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't one of his better nights. I'll give him that, but I still think there's a place for him in the team. Yeah, might, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll be dropped next week. Nah. See, I wouldn't drop him, but like Voss might say, yeah, you just switch with Cottrell, you be the sub. No, no. No, but... uh, No. But hang on, we don't want that, but I'm saying that's what Voss might do. No, 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 that's locked. You write your team sheet, that's locked. (laughs) Um... Adam Papal says, is Lewis Young now the real deal? He was so composed tonight. He was very, he stepped up. He really was. Just elevated himself. So Lewis Young is the theme of the yeah, Twitter questions this week. And I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a big fan of him. Um, let's very quickly go through the rest. Aaron says, how big a concern is the lack of percentage and inability to put sides away? Yeah. I guess it is a concern, but I... Uh, you know what? At this point in time, with the significant injuries out, just winning it's is just con- important. The percentage doesn't stack up well with teams we're fighting with for the four, but it stacks up well against the teams we're fighting with for the eight. Yeah, that's a, that's put perfectly. So, it is still the lowest, to be fair, 115 or 114.9. Geelong's is at 127.6, but they're a game behind. St. Kilda's currently a game behind, but they have a game in hand, so they're not really a game behind yet. They're 123. Sydney are a game behind 118. Richmond are two games behind 117. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It doesn't stack up that badly against the teams below us, but if you look up, Frio 130, Brisbane 134, Melbourne 141. So, yeah, it's a fair shout. Um, And the last one... 
Patrick Archivate says, did you cringe as much as me at the pregame nonsense? What a load of wank <laughs> and made the win so much more satisfying. It was. Get effed, Essendon. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> oh, I had all the little club legends in their huddle. <laughs> um, that was their night. Let's. So this is, we'll finish on this one. Not really finishing on the best note, but it is worth talking about. James Martia says, sorry, I hope I pronounced that right. Boys, it was good to spoil the Bombers party, but we've lost some of our polish the last few weeks. I think our delivery inside 50 is average. Lots to work on and still a long way to go, but I'm glad to see us winning. My jaw, sure. my jaw hit the floor when I saw Nunes had 25. Must be a record for the most inconsequential possessions in a game. It's funny. So we've had a few people, yeah. you know, sort of against Nunes. I thought he was all right. I thought he was okay. I, I, th- I think he's a good ordinary player. Like, I actually thought it was one of his better games for the year. Yeah. I don't know. We all see the game differently. Yeah. And that's why we it's, love it's, to get your opinions. It's, um, look, we were average tonight. It was, a, it was an average performance, but it was just professional. Just had to get the win. Got to win these non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was an average performance. It was an average game. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Bolt, is that? Yeah, I think that's that. So we're back at the G next Thursday night. So team changes. Yeah, this will be interesting. <clears throat> so I think we go. Well, Cheryl will probably miss. I yeah, I've got the change I'm making. What is it? It's one change. Yeah. Chera out. Yep. Sam Durden in. <clears throat> That's so does that. Oh, can we mean, get the extra tour? So does that mean like Fisher just yep. moves into the midfield to replace Chera? Yep. Okay. I think that's how I'm... I think we need the extra tour down back. No, I agree. Um, yeah. I'd go... It's a tough one. I would go... Durden... And Motlop in. Yep, so that was... Yeah. Durden and Motlop. It's just who's dropping out for here. For Chera and... It could, this is where it could be O'Brien. But I don't think it will. Nor do I. I think it'll be Boyd. Because <sighs> we don't really need that nuggety defender this week, do we? If we're playing the extra tall. So... Because then Plowman, Plowman can drops. play below it. Yeah, nah, you're right. So it'd be Plowman, Newman, Saad below... And then Dirt and Marchbank Young as the tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I can, yeah, I can cop so that. So I think Durden comes in. So the Richmond Smalls. I think so- Durden comes in. Boyd goes out. So we just play. We literally just play a taller defence. Oh, I think I'm in agreement with that. And then Chera out injured. Motlop comes no, in, like moves it. into the forward no, line, and Fisher goes into the middle. So that's what I do. What they could do, what they might do, is they might they might just do. Instead of Motlop, they might do Carroll because Carroll can play that midfield mm. role. Mm. I think to Carroll, the only game this year that Carroll has played that pure midfield role was his first game against North, and that was the best game he played. Yeah. So there's a fair argument to say, well, if there's a midfield spot up for grabs, give it to Carroll. Yeah. Like Carroll was far more impressive than Dow was when in the sure, midfield. No doubt. It's a tough one. Like Carol, yeah, he's definitely back in the mix. Well, we'll see how it all unfolds. Bolt, that is another episode in the books. Thank you. Beautiful night. Beautiful night at the football. And if any Essendon fans are listening to this, for whatever 
whatever reason you'd put yourself through the pain. Just sending a big cheerio. We thank you for the support. But uh, happy birthday. I just ended it at <laughs> Bolt, go Blues. We'll be back Thursday night. And if you haven't tuned in yet, be sure to tune in to our mid-season review. The great men Terry Degani and John O'Baruch joined us to review the first half of the season. Every player analysed, top five in the BNF. Heaps more in that show. And subscribe to us on Substack for plenty more content. Bolt, thank you. No stress. Go Blues. They will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blue.